Welcome. 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 Welcome one and all. All you Wednesday Warriors slash Wendigos slash whatever we want to call you. Fans of the Toddcast. People who love us. People who we consider people who we consider family, you know, the huge. Um so cool. Uh all right. So um yeah, let's talk about some stuff that happened this week. So or or yeah, let's talk about some stuff that happened this week. So um we announced a couple people for the show. Um I guess we can talk about them too. Maybe. Let me let me, let me pull up the full list. Hold on. Yeah, Try I was gonna say I thought I had it all written down. Okay. So including the guys getting announced this week and next week. Because I've already updated the website. <laughs> so Dan Gorman got announced this week. Uh, he's done a lot of cool cover work. He's also done a lot of like Marvel cards, um, Walking Dead cards. It's a lot of fun. Um, Dave Nessler, pinup and Disney artist. Really great dude. Dave Wachter, Iron Fist, Heart of the Dragon, Godzilla, Punisher, Ninja Turtles. Um, all kinds of stuff. Pretty sure he did a Star Wars book too, and I missed, didn't put that in there. I think he's yeah, done. Yeah, he was not his last project was Star Wars or something. No, his last Star one was Wars. Planet of the Apes. Um, I thought he, he might have done like a one of the High Republic books. I think. Okay. I think he did. Uh, it's one of the yeah, it was one of the miniseries ones. Uh, DJ Kaufman, who has done the awesome art logo for for the con. Uh, he's done Hero by Night, Hulk 100 Project, Draw, and he also runs Draw or Die. Super cool dude. He's going to be running a live Draw or Die at the show. Um, Don Simpson, who's done Megaton Man, King Kong, Bizarre Heroes, George Roger Jr., Quantum Leap, Holy Cow, Lost in Space, Radioactive Man, all-around fun dude to hang out with, uh, super uh, cartoonist. Uh, Howard Bender, Action Comics, Legion of Superheroes, he also did Star Wars for Marvel UK. Uh, Joe Woos, who does Maze Tunes. He does Cartoon Academy on PBS. It's won like a ton of Emmys. Um, so. Uh, Josh Blaylock, who will be officially announced this week or next week, is coming on the show next Thursday. Just so you know, live to talk about the newest iteration of Mercy Sparks and all the fun things that are going on in his life. Um, which is cool. Um, he's a great dude. Uh, Larry Stroman, he did the, the Tribe, X Factor, Ghost Rider, World's Finest. Um, we've already talked about that and how they're launching the Tribe. Mark Morales, Star Wars High Republic, Thor, Daredevil, Spider Man, Deadpool. Um, another great dude. First time he's come to the show, too. Him and Larry both. Maria Wolf, uh, which I'm going to talk about a book that I am ordering the Maria Wolf cover for because it's freaking awesome this week. Um, mm-hmm. But she's done New Mutants, Transformers, Marvel Legacy, X-Men, Cobra Commander. There's the book. Um, and uh, she's 
doing her first she's doing a book where she's going to do the interiors for the first time this year but i don't think that that's been announced what it is yet so i'm pretty excited to see that uh matt horak yeah. spider-man deadpool punisher uh star wars return of the jedi rebellion which came out at the end of last year norse mythology which he worked on with p craig russell he's good friends with p craig russell uh pat olaf who did catwoman spider girls they're currently doing secret wars um battle worlds he also did Spider-Man, too. I should probably list that on there, but he did Spider-Man as well. Ron Friends, Amazing Spider-Man, Superman, Thor, Fantastic Four. Uh, he did a Flash annual. He did a lot. <laughs> Electric Blue Spider-Man. Um, Sandy Plunkett. Uh, he did some Marvel Comics Presents work, some Batman Legends of the Dark Knight, Rocketeer Adventures, Conan the Barbarian. Uh, he's done a lot of, like, two or three issue stories um so well, i'm really kind of weapon x from marvel presents yeah yeah which so, anybody who's a big weapon x fan that is the story mm -hmm. you know yeah. So. yeah so he's definitely one of those dudes you're gonna want to hang out with <laughs> mm -hmm. um sean gabarin who did this little piggy black betty puppet master shark squatch uh writer former editor Great dude. Stan Kanupka from The Rejected. Um, super awesome guy. One of the best guys to just sit and listen to stories. He's got a million of them. Um, he's super great. Uh, Steve Geiger is returning for the first time since 2019. Uh, X-Men, Punisher War Journal, Fantastic Four, Batman, Superman, or Batman, Spider-Man, Incredible Hulk, Bloodshot, Scion. There's another one that he did that I can't remember. But he did like a lot of iconic covers that are like now starting to trend more and more and more, especially in the Punisher War Journal and X-Men stuff. Because he did that one white one or that one that had like the like the circly foil crap in the background. Like he did that one. OK. So, yeah. Uh, Todd Johnson, who did The Tribe. Tom Scioli, who did Fantastic Four Grand Design. Eight Opus, Godland. Um, he also did like the I Am Stan Lee, I Am uh, Jack Kirby, Trish Forster, or Forstner, <laughs> uh, Stray Dogs, My Little Pony, Darkwing Duck, Gargoyles, great. And then the last one on there is my personal, awesomely good friend, brother from another mother, Vito Del Sante, Stray, Superman, Batman Adventures, X Men Unlimited. So we have a pretty decent stable there. And I am telling you guys right now, there are at least uh, five more people to be announced that are not on nice. that list. At least. We discussed them before the podcast. So, And guys, trust me, you'll be excited. If it comes uh, through. Not, if it yeah, comes through. If, if they come through, yes. If it happens. So, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, worst comes to worst, this guy here will be here signing autographs. Uh <laughs> He will just put his paw, but you must give him a treat. That is the rule. So cool. Because apparently now he wants love because now the dog's getting all the love. So oh. now I'm being pulled into jealous. The oh yeah. Jelly. He's well, such he a jelly. Is, he is the baby. He is the youngest. <laughs> huh. You're barely yeah, a year yeah. old. You're barely a year old. Ah. Okay. So, um I guess let's uh let's talk about some of the other books that came out this week. We'll do the 
the share screen thing real quick, and then we'll talk about actual books and other stuff that happened this week. So, uh, from, oh, actually, let me show you guys how to listen to the Toddcast. If you just want to do audio, like you don't want to, and you don't want to hunt for it, you just go to our website, ndcomics.com, click on the Toddcast button, and click on this part where it's broken. <laughs> or or you can hit YouTube. It takes you to the YouTube channel. If you, I'm gonna fix this later. You click the broken the broken uh, box, and then there's our logo. And then it go. starts with the newest the newest episodes. Um, tells you how long they are right off the bat. Like when you hit play, um, you can subscribe to it, and it just kicks it right into your iTunes. Uh, it's pretty sweet. All right, uh, stores. Uh, last week we looked at what Ohio, right? So. Yep. Let's look at Waterfront this week. Our favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Let me make this wider so we get more more per shot. Uh, new releases. Okay, that's good. There were eighty five. This even tells you how many new releases there were this week, right? Oh, we're gonna go to comics. Make that comics over. Come on. Never mind. <laughs> All right. Uh, Alien 3, that looks fun. I love that Tom Hilde or Tim Hildebrandt is getting love for these covers because, like, we have a giant Hildebrandt poster in Butler above the stairs to the basement. And every time I look at it, I'm like, oh, man, the 90s Marvel cards. It was like the only good stuff was Hildebrandt stuff. And I like it. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. That's my person. That's one of my favorite covers is wolverine and Sabretooth, that masterpiece three there oh yeah uh avengers twilight number one which i will be talking about later um i really i really thought this was interesting but um we'll talk about why later uh so we got black panther some cable there's cap wolf justin's gonna talk about that we're gonna load more also, if you notice it says please inquire, that's usually because we're either sold out or it's because it's an incentive cover. You can't just order it. Uh I love this Daredevil uh Dave Marquez um cover. I love this Daredevil Tim Hildebrandt cover. Super cool. Cruella Deville. All the puppies in both of our houses just ran away. Um yeah. or hid somewhere. I, for some reason, really love this Fantastic Four cover. I don't read this book right now, but man, does that cover look good, right? That's all the Alex Ross stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's doing all the covers for him, yeah. 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 Firefly, G-Fan, Guardians of the Galaxy, Invincible, or, yeah, Invincible Iron Man, um, Jackpot, which is kind of cool. Except I really don't like the look with the glasses on. I especially don't like the main cover. Like, I think the art just, like, that art does not make me think that that's Mary Jane at all. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like, ah, come on. Come on, guys. Like, what are you doing? Secret Wars 1, if you didn't read the original version of it, you can reread the first issue. Back I don't... I hope they do the whole run, like all twelve issues. They, they, they probably will. They, that would be hilarious this for a while. So, 
uh spider-man miguel o'hara 2099 number three and it is the it's this marks the 100th book for spider-man 2099 so that's why this um mark bagley homage cover is the homage to spider-man 2099 number one which is cool miracle man nasty <laughs> it looks nasty it does rebel moon <laughs> if you're watching the show rebel moon I have yet to see that. I hear good things, though. That's... I hear good things, but I, I just don't know if I want to watch it through something else that Zack Snyder made. So, uh, I I rewatched the Watchmen, and to this if day, that came out today, yeah, people would be like, "Oh, it's such a good movie." Yeah, <laughs> I really I think that is still his best movie that he's done, or at least best yes. comic book movie he's done. Yes. So, uh, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, um. Obi-Wan Kenobi, High Republic, uh, let's see, Stranger Things, Street Fighter Ninja Turtles, which I'm surprised you're not reading, but you probably read it. No, it, it, it's already come and gone. Right? You get I yourself, don't know why that's listed there. I, don't, I, I think we had these a while ago, but the Waterfront's apparently now just getting the crow pops. Um, they are, they're cool, but I already have the original at my home here. Yeah, yeah. It's, although I have to say the one with the fire ring around it, that's pretty cool. Oh, the, one the, the uh, I think it's this the the uh, second one there. Yeah, yeah, it has like the fire, like when he sets everything on fire on the floor. Yeah, um, which yes. if the if they did that as a whole pop like movie moment, that yeah. would have been better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Wheel of Time, White Widow. Um, it's a very anime White Widow looking book cover. We're almost to the end because it's alphabetical. Uh, X Men. I really love this X Men Justin Mason variant. Like, it's just really cool to me. Yeah. So, um, I did not actually end up getting one of those, but I will. I'll be trying. I think because I like it. I like it a lot. Oh, and X X O Manowar Unconquered number five. There you go. It's out. Come check it out. All right. Uh, I was like, where the hell does the stop share button go? Yeah, Found yeah. it. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah. I will uh, forewarn you guys that I am doing what you did last week, John, where I went back on a couple of books because most of that stuff I don't read. And I'm just not going to pick up a random book just to read. It's got to be something that it's my taste. So the Cap Wolf I was already reading anyway, but mm. the other two books that I have in, the, in our review, they're only a couple months older. So it's it, they're still at the tail end. That's what I thought when I was looking them up. I was like, I was like, yeah. it's like, did he go backwards? But it's fine. Yeah, I, I I have to you know if it's one of those weeks where I'm like, and I really looked. I'm like, eh, some of these look cool, but I'm like, do I want to start something that I'm not too right. sure of? By the way, so, I'm having my second full beer of the year, which happens to be Iron Maiden the Trooper. Nice. And we're, it is the 18th. Celebrate. How about that? <laughs> I was going to say, we're celebrating Rob's birthday, like everybody was on Facebook. Uh, Shout no. out to Rob out there. <laughs> 
No, no. <laughs> I have a plan for him the night before I go to bed. I have 20 skeletal memes. I'm just gonna shoot at the very oh end. Oh my of god. Movie. Dude, I'm gonna <laughs> So, so we're talking about one of my one of my fraternity brothers who's who's been a longtime friend. It works in the con staff, and his birthday's today. And um, so I'm in a group chat with him and one other brother, and the other brother literally this morning it was happy birthday Rob, and then it was like twelve Star Trek memes about happy birthday, and I just said <laughs> I can't compete with those. So happy birthday, Rob. <laughs> And he's like, that's fair. <laughs> it's good though. So, but uh, yeah, I don't. I imagine he's forty-two today because that's what uh, that's how old I am, and he's. I think he's slightly younger than me. He's just, or he's slightly older, which would make him forty-three. Which I don't. I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I should ask him that. I can't remember. Can't remember if I'm older or if he's older. I just know our birthdays are very, very close, only like three months apart. So anyway. Let's talk some comics because there's really no other big dirt news that I have. So eh, the was it the boys mini trailer came out today. Oh, I which, didn't even see it. Yeah, it, it's it doesn't give you a lot, except you get the intro of uh, what's his name coming in? Is his character is going to be on the boys' side? Um, the guy who plays Negan. Um, oh, uh... since he's he's coming in, it's everybody from Supernatural. They're going to invite at least once, and that's hilarious. <laughs> We're going to see Felicia Day in there. We're going to see some of these other guys in here that are just going to be random. I would in the love boys. to see Felicia Day in the boys. That would be fucking hilarious. I'm sure she would do it. She is a geek after all. You know, she's probably down. Well, I agree. I agree. All right. You're first. All right. Now, this is from October. This came out in October. Uh, This is Exodus. Uh, This is in that long line of metal slash rock and roll comics done by Opus. Um, And I have to tell you, this one's very... um, Tales from the Crypt-ish. It's not funny in any way. This is very dark and, you know. Right. Well, the Slayer one I read, the I think I read it last week just to read it, was was very, like, we're going to really gloss over this whole <laughs> Like, it pretty much gets up to the point where it's like, Seasons in the Abyss, cool, we're done. Oh, we're going to quit. Okay. <laughs> well, this one's definitely more you know, along the path of uh, demons and all that, as you can tell with the demon here. Uh, The story starts off with this. Aaron Hawthorne gets a call uh, from uh, her sister's college. Uh, Apparently her sister has gone missing. Uh, And I guess the sister's kind of a rebel. Uh, But Aaron is former FBI uh, she quit her job so she could help her sister, raise her sister, and, you know, um, and she's like, well, what happened to my sister? And the school's like, we don't know. We can't find her. Uh, so, of course, Aaron goes on this big hunt to find her. Um, 
she stops at this gas station along Aaron stops at a gas station along this big windy road as she's searching and the guy's like oh yeah this road leads to Blackwood uh and he's like if anybody's heading towards Blackwood he's like you might as well just turn back around because nobody ever comes back um and then we find out Aaron Aaron's sister was a scientist studying what was called the wavelength, which is a weird music that was broadcast throughout what like the airwaves, radio, satellite. But they said the older the uh, the older the unit you hear from it, the better it seems the sound. But it gives you a hell of a headache. Um, so Aaron's but like arrives in Blackwood and you just see these lines of cars that looks like something out of the walking dead where it's just abandoned cars everywhere um, and as she's searching the city she finds this the old church uh, with hundreds of people just dancing like a big giant rave uh and you find out they're dancing to this pipe organ played by a demon and she finds her sister and she's like we're getting you out of here and the sister's all like skin and bones she's bleeding out her eyeballs um this music is like causing all sorts of weird you know things going on with it um then you see like she grabs her sister and she's just running trying to get away from this um and the demon's like nobody leaves blackwood you know uh, you know it's it ends up being like the the escape the whole escape through and everything was just a giant illusion and he she is stuck in the illusion um so, like I said, very Tales from the Crypt-ish. The art was really good. So, cool. Um, I like this. I will give this a solid, like, scrambled eggs, two pieces of bacon, you know. Overall, if you're a big fan of these metal comics, you know, especially if a band like Exodus, you know, we know, you know, this is all fun and games story storytelling you know mm-hmm. um like i said pretty classic pretty good so it's good my it kind of remind the story kind of reminds me of like a messed up phantom of the opera yeah so yeah. okay all right my first book is jay garrick the flash number five number five numero quattro to think about that for a minute. I had to brush up on my Spanish. Um, <laughs> so uh, this book actually gives you the um, the backstory of the villain who is um, Dr. Looks Humes. Like, or Hughes. Looks like, looks like Dr. Dude's cousin. Kind of. <laughs> so you find out that Hughes is the guy that basically gave Jay Garrick his powers. Like he hired him as a, um, as like a lab assistant 
and then attack. And he set it up one day to like get the the right chemicals to fall all over him and give him his powers. So uh you know, Jay becomes this this awesome dude. Dr. Humes is trying to put uh trying to get the, the, the formula to repeat again, but for some reason it won't. So he figures out that he probably um just actually uh like triggered Jay's metahuman gene instead. Um he's also the guy that made the crazy cyber cybernetic bears they fought in a couple issues before that. Um so then there's a, a scene where Jay's got his his daughter at the same lab and um something happens across town the doctor's like well if it's Jay's DNA maybe she has the same metagene so let's see if it works and so he makes another explosion happen more chemicals more blah 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 and um that triggers her to have her hyperspeed so then you see the scene that was at the at the end of the first book where she's confronting him she kind of falls into nowhere and then all of a sudden they don't remember her they don't remember him um so it's it's mostly about the villain uh versus actual Jay Garrick and Judy. So um I mean it was, it was I give it like a like a whatever the equivalent to like a 3 would be out of 5. Like like one egg, two pieces of bacon, one piece of toast and a half a glass of orange juice. Like very <laughs> or like a short a short boy orange juice, like not a tall boy. Um just a very it's very meh. Um, this is the first book in this series that I felt that way with. Um, so it's not that it's bad. It's just it felt filler, but it also was about the bad guy. So it worked out. Okay. Boom. Is that the right book? Yes, it is. Oh, that's why he's doing that signing on Saturday at Cards, Comics, and Collectibles. Fuck you, Tom King. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, uh, this is Animal Pound. I, I only read number one. I know number two came out uh, last week. Oh, maybe that that's what he's doing. It's one of the yeah. two. Yeah. So. But I only read number one. Um, again, by Boom Studios. Um, it starts off with this old blind dog uh, named Lucky. And he's talking to a cat named Fifi. And as, you know, Fifi's like, is there, you know, what do you, what do you want me to do? What are we going to do? And he's, he's like, well, there's nothing you can do for me. And it's like watching a slow execution. Uh, He's telling her like, like how the, you know, all the, all the things that happens to, cats and dogs done by humans in the animal's perspective and uh, this really is very animal form but updated um but he he dies he gets put down Um, so fifi uh kind of takes up the mantle as leader uh she gets the cats to rally she gets the dogs to rally 
and together they kick the humans out of the pound. Uh, they lock the doors and they 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 write it like she dips her paw in paint and writes um what was it um oh, i forget what she she like something profound on the wall i forget what the exact quote was uh but it's very like i said very animal house ish where it's you know we we want to rule ourselves you know we we don't need the humans you know, screw this, you know. Uh, but uh, at, at the end, they're like, the one, there's one black cat, and he's like, I have a feeling that this isn't the end of the adventure or the, the end of this uh, story. So, uh, so it continues on issue two. I don't know what issue two is. Again, we did not have it in the store for me to read, or I would do like kind of a combo of both uh but it's really well done really well written again tom king it's the kind of thing we kind of expect from him is a well thought out story uh the art wasn't bad uh relatively good you know uh, i but it's definitely profound it's very like especially lucky's description of as he's walking down like death row per se you know it's Mm -hmm. it definitely had a tear in my eye reading it as an animal lover uh so if you love animals this may not be the book for you because this is very very heart-wrenching uh but if you're you know if you take the symbolism of you know what's currently going on you know in the current society i'm that i get where he's coming from uh totally given this uh full omelet like a full western omelet uh i praise some, i praise yeah give me some, a full uh, western brown, omelet Balls. yeah hash browns you know uh give you a, you know maybe a slice of ham to go with it there you know some good Ooh, stuff. spicy like so far i mean boom studios when they do a book like this it's hard to argue with it's hard to i'll be honest it's hard to argue that boom doesn't do good books at all like they do really good books all the Mm -hmm. time all right all right my next book is avengers twilight number one by one chip zadarsky his return to marvel um because he hasn't done anything since with marvel since i think howard the duck no daredevil sorry so he's been doing a lot of dc stuff anyway so this week's the first first issue is like literal old man Steve Rogers waking up. Um, he uh, his wife brings him a cup of coffee. She's his doctor. He at some point was a senator. They also he also uh, at one point got the super soldier serum ripped out of him. So um, uh, he goes off and meets. Um, Luke Cage and Matt Murdock in a park. They're both old as hell too. Um, uh, they talk about how, um, you know, at, like Ultron, like Ultron jacked up everything, and like the the heroes all died because of Ultron, and um, well, not all of the heroes, but most of the heroes died because of Ultron, and um, like that, this society no longer has like a a video phone or anything 
It gets real weird. So imagine that happened. Oh, oh my god, that'd be awesome. <laughs> it'd be so awesome. Um, that'd be awesome, but it wouldn't it as well because like it it'd be awesome because it's like back when we had just a regular flip phone, it was a lot less distracting as a as an item because it's not a full computer in your pocket. It's just a phone. Yeah. So you just, um, you, you just play with your phone to get the right right tone for each person. Right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. So then, uh, he's at home with his wife, and they're watching. She's he's making dinner, and there a news thing comes on, and they're like, a new docu series, Red Between the Lines, the story of the Red Skull, and how he was actually gonna take uh was gonna defeat Hitler, um. And his, uh, and how, um, hold on, let me see if I can find how they said it. It was really, and the men who came after fighting and twisting the story. Um, evidence shows Schmidt worked against Hitler, trying to take the Fuhrer down from within the Third Reich. But then they don't go on to say, because he wanted to take over Hit- the Nazis. Like, so <laughs> Steve gets all like, all, all, you know, in a tizzy about it. And he goes on the news to talk about it. And uh, Jim Stark, who is the son of Tony and Janet Pym, um, or Janet Van Dyne, I should say, uh, whose butler is the younger brother of the other Jarvis, um, is uh, is like a total, like, it's just, it's kind of like that, like, douchey, like know it all, like I'm gonna twist things because I want to twist things kind of guy, right? So he gets on on the TV and he starts, you know, talking to Uncle Uncle Steve, and um, he says stuff like, "Mr. Rogers here has suddenly become quite vocal about the stocky series shouldn't air, slinking out of retirement only when it suits his legacy and in danger of being uh, tarnished." Uh, that's and he's like, that's not true, even remotely true. The Red Skull was a monster. A lot of good men and women died trying to stop him. The tr- this travesty of reporting is a slap in the face of those heroes. And he's like, oh yeah, heroes. Uh, Jim's like, you keep using that word. Do you think everyone will eventually believe it? At what point uh, do these people stop being considered heroes? And uh, he's like, you and you and the others, like my father, painted the world as black and white heroes and villains. But then you brought us H Day, and they said Hero Day, which is the national tragedy. Um, and he goes on to to basically say like how some of the heroes weren't any better than some of the villains, and because they were like street level anti hero guys. And Steve just gets really pissed off and walks outside, and he almost has a heart attack because again, no super sealed for serum. Um, and he watches this. Uh, this kid get well. First, he watches Spider Man die, which was kind of cool. Um, and then because it felt very like Avengers Infinity War, like it felt like like when he's disappearing in that, and he's like, "Don't let me go, Mister Stark. I don't want to go." Blah, 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 blah. Like it was very much so that. <laughs> um. So, uh. Anyway, so he's he's watching these this kids filming these skateboard dude's playing um but he he's actually not allowed to have a video camera so they 
and, and there's a curfew. So they're out after curfew. So these half Iron Man suited shield agents that are now like the patrolmen of the planet um, yell at them to try to tell them to go back. Rogers interferes, tries, it kicks a couple of their asses, but not all of them. And then um, he uh, he gets rescued at the end. Um, then they cut to Jim Stark going to the raft to um, talk to the head of to- the head of Tony Stark. It's literally his head floating around the tank. Um, and he came to talk to his dad about upgrading armor and shit. Um, Steve wakes up. You find out Luke Cage is actually the one who um, saved him, him and his gang. Matt Murdock is now dead. Uh, and they rebuilt the super soldier serum thing. Like full cocoon looks just like it did in the movie. Like to power him back up. And he uh, so he gets he gets reinjected with it. And he's like, I'm going to go build the real Avengers. And that's how the first book ends. It was super good. Um I love this like old Charlton Heston style cap where it's like get off my lawn, like. <laughs> but he's not like like crazy right winger cap. He's just like angry that the world fell apart type thing. He fought so hard yeah. for it, you know. Um, I'm gonna give this a two egg omelet versus a three egg omelet, and. Uh, a cup of co- a cup of hot pipe and hot coffee, and okay. and because he's an old man, a half a grapefruit. <laughs> I, I was gonna say I I read the story too. The story is awesome. I'm not a big fan of the art. I feel it's too. Um, I thought it was really ab- dark. Like it's dark, and very dark. abstract. It's very uh... like there's not a lot of definition in the faces half the time. Well, and yeah, you're like, yeah. what the heck? I, like, I I get it. It's spo- it's probably supposed to be this way because I think they're going for like what the uh, an old school pulp uh, comic where it's a lot yeah. of darkness and a lot of you know it's, the shadow and the you know yeah. all that mm-hmm. kind of deal. So it's it's I put it like it's somewhere between like um, old man Logan and the shadow. Like, like it's in between there, but now I just really want to see, um, Dennis Quaid in the, uh, U.S. agent armor because his son played U.S. agent in Cap Falcon Winter Soldier. Mm -hmm. And I I think it would just be fun to see him like that to kind of be like, oh, so that's what he would look like old, like, (laughs) or like, or get like Schwarzenegger to wear this sucker. (laughs) Be awesome. So he'd be a captain except, except Schwarzenegger would forget that he's Mr. Freeze. He would do all the Mr. Freeze, uh, but dress like Captain Batman. America. Let's think yeah. about how awesome that would be, <laughs> right? Always check your pipes with the frozen, yeah, <laughs> right? It's time to chill out. Oh, so, all right, bad puns. There you go. Get, talk about Cat Wolf. Cap Wolf. So. All right. Well, this is the last issue of the Cap and the Howling Commandos. Um, is it the Commandos are destroying the Wolf base, Wolf Lab? Um, 
or it's destroyed. Uh, so it's kind of like the everything's kind of blown up. Everybody's kind of coughing and doing the whole, oh, we survived the explosion type deal. Um, and as that is happening, Cap is fighting Roz, the uh, female who's working with the Nazis, who happens to be the head werewolf. Uh, she's, I guess, she's the OG werewolf. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're, they're as they're fighting, they're going back and forth about morals and this, that, like the normal cat stuff that we all know and love. Um, the French spy that was helping the commandos and Cap uh, is trying to find the antidote um, by grabbing one of the Nazi uh, scientists, and he's like. Oh, it's not an antidote. It's just a suppressant. Uh, we do, and it's very volatile. We don't know how this is. You know, this will work. Blah blah blah. Well, uh, the Nazi commander uh, and the scientist kind of beat on her and surprise her um, just before she looks like she's gonna get killed. Here comes Dum uh, Dum Dugan, uh, saves her. Uh, beats up the scientist takes a bullet for the lady and then they have the whole uh romantic um kind of world war ii romance there in the war uh war front there uh you switch back uh it's a lot of back and forth so it just forward you um but they wrapped it up very quickly uh cap defeats rose rose just kind of it's like I can't do this anymore. You know, I'll be the only werewolf. This, that, and the other. Uh, she runs away. A grenade explodes, and she gets ripped apart. So that's the end of her. Uh, the Nazi command officer uh, has the antidote. He tries to destroy it. Uh, ends up getting shot by Dugan. Uh, Cap saves the serum. Uh, he gets treated with the serum. He gets returned back to normal. Uh, Dugan and Cap work out the differences, which is from the very beginning, because he didn't want Cap. He thought Cap was fake. Uh, and he realizes, he's like, no, you are a true American hero. Um, and then it does the whole um, end with a question mark. So I don't know if they're going to do like a volume two of this or not. Uh, or they're just assuming that Oh, it, the serum's going to kick in again, like it did in the '90s there, and the reappearance of Cap Wolf <laughs> later in the Cap line. Um, I enjoyed this. I thought this was fun. Again, I like Cap Wolf. I know a lot of people think it's it was stupid, but you know this is '90s writing. But they kind of added very you know serious tone to this. This was really good. The art was excellent. I didn't. I love the way they the werewolves looked in this. Mm. Uh, I will give this a solid two scrambled eggs, some mushrooms in there, you know, nothing spectacular, just a solid book with solid art. Uh, if you're a cat fan, this is it's got to be like up there, even to pique your curiosity just to read. It's literally just four books, guys. <coughs> and it, it was worth it. Uh, well, Captain America, yeah. Werewolf in Paris. Yep. Captain America, Werewolf in London. They should have did that in uh, for a variant. I'm surprised. Oh, that'd have been awesome. 
So hey, do it. I love that movie. I just watched it again, like not too long ago. <laughs> so, all right. My last book is Cobra Commander Numero Uno. So um I will say that of the Energon universe, this book might be my favorite one so far. Out of the three or four Transformers, uh, Duke, this book, I think, is the best one so far. Um, so it starts off with, uh, there's a, like, Cobra Commander walks into, a, Cobra Commander walks into a bar. Ah! Um, <laughs> but he's got, like, a big hat on, so you can't really see his face. And he's like, hey, I need a vehicle. And, um, and, uh. You have to do it right. Got- you go, hey, no, actually, it's it's, a, it's actually I I am in need of a vehicle. Speak now, if you can be of assistance. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, soul guys, like, what's with the lisp and blah blah blah? The circus is in town. Good luck. It's cold out there. So Cobra Commander follows him out, murders him, steals his car. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah. Um. Then it's a flashback to Cobra, la, 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 la. <laughs> which I absolutely did when I read that. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> so if you've that's one of my favorite cartoons, I was just saying, if you've seen G.I. Joe the movie, which is yes. by far probably the best thing that has ever happened with G.I. Joe ever. Mm-hmm. Um, you see that Cobra Commander was actually a scientist and like people thought he was or people found out he was doing all these really bad um, experiments. So they broke in and tried to kill him and he like fought back, got caught up in an explosion. His whole body gets blown apart. Um, He's like basically wrapped like a mummy, except he has like a a weird his one eye has shifted his right eye is not not a real eye anymore it's now a snake's eye slight like but it's like right here it's pretty sweet mm-hmm. um so that's why he wears the metal mask because you can't see that right mm-hmm. and um pythona is there um and they go and talk to um oh um gobulus Right, Gobulus. Is that how you say his name? I can't remember. Um, and he's basically like, <laughs> like Gobulus is like, "What the fuck, dude? Like, I'm gonna banish you." And Cobra Commander's like, "Why? I should be like the, uh, like you should be, you should be kissing my ass for all the stuff I've done for you." Um, and he's like, "You know what? I'm just gonna kill you instead." So he tries to have the guards kill him. Cobra Commander throws these. Uh, these little like bugs that he made off to them, and they just like completely kill the guys. Like they made one like rips the throat out. Like it's it's awesome. Um, mm. and he's like, "Fuck this, I'm out. I'm leaving Cobra Law." Goes to his lab, and you see that he actually has the body of Megatron, like st- like trapped with no arms. Um. And he's like, you have showed me so much about the universe and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, there's so much out there that I think I'm going to try to go contact, you know, conquer all that stuff. 
And so he leaves. And uh, fast forward to after he stole that dude's car, meets with another guy um, who they then set coordinates to go and see the Dreadnoughts. So this book was like so good. Like I can't like this is like a the massive four egg omelet with all the meats, all the vegetables, a pound of bacon, hot sauce, pepper jack cheese, a cup of orange juice and a cup of coffee. That's how good this book Damn. was. It was <laughs> fucking great. Um, I really enjoyed the shit out of that. So, all right, those are all the books we got. So, um, nice. so I will also say I watched the end of um, Monarch Legacy of the Legacy of Monsters on Apple. Okay. That show is really good. Like, if you are one of those guys that's like, man, I really like what they did with Godzilla and King Kong in the last. Like, legendary studio stuff. Like, so, Kong... Or, sorry, Godzilla. Godzilla King of Monsters. Kong Skull Island. Godzilla vs. Kong. And then the new Kong... Kong mm-hmm. X Godzilla New Empire, whatever the hell it's called. Um, coming <laughs> out. Um, this is our first look at Hollow Earth. It ties all of that stuff together to tell you... Like, to basically go, Oh yeah, this is how they go around the planet. This is this is how the Hollow Earth works. This is why Godzilla doesn't seem to age. Like it's all in there. It's very nice. very cool. There's uh there's probably like every like other episode there's probably a kaiju uh or at least a kaiju if not Godzilla. Um <laughs> the last episode has a cool Godzilla fight with like a giant bat and he just like at one point just like rips him in half and throws him into a mountain. Um was super nice. cool. Nice. <laughs> um and and then at the end you see old man Kong because so they go one of the people go into the Hollow Earth in the 60s, the other one goes in in 2015. They're in there for what feels like maybe a day, if that. Mm-hmm. They get out, and when they get spin out, it's 2017, but they went in in like South Korea. They got spit out on Kong or on Skull Island. So, huh. yeah, it was really crazy. It, very weird. Um, so it's a weird time traveling <laughs> hole. <laughs> it's all well, yeah, because like so they basically say like it's not just like a, a hole into the middle of the earth. It's like you go down so far, then you basically hit a wormhole and then that shoots you into the hollow earth, which is inside the planet. And time there is very slow. So, uh, cause that's how the Wyatt Doug, uh, no Wyatt. What's his name? Quaid. Uh, that's why he's still young. And then Dennis Quaid is like playing himself at like 120. Um, we're almost like a hundred years old by the time he's in the two twenty fifteens. So that's why it's like so because he spends what he thought was a week down there ended up being twenty years outside. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah so it was it was very very interesting. 
Oh, uh, Kurt Russell. Sorry, Kurt Russell, Wyatt Russell. Those were the guys. My bad. Mm-hmm. Um, thank you, Marvin. My bad. Um, <laughs> but it was it was a very good show. It was very interesting. If you like that kind of stuff, I highly recommend checking it out. So I, say, I I don't know if there's anything comic booky coming out. Everything's kind of on a lull, and everything's coming back on a slow thing. So I'm catching up on other things, like. I just saw the the newest Saw movie, and I have to say I liked it, but it was really weird at the end. It had a weird ending to it, oh, yeah. which for Saw is kind of wow. Okay, <laughs> uh, and it is it is like actual John, like Jigsaw, not oh, wow. his followers. Yeah, this is like a flashback. It it is it takes place between. Uh, movie two and number uh, movie three. Oh, so it, it's kind of like one of those. Oh, here's a story you didn't know. So, and it's it is pretty cool. So I do recommend if you haven't seen it and you have doubts about the saw I movie. Think the last one I saw was cool. five. So I'm gonna have to catch up first. Yeah, he's yeah he was dead by then. Well, dead yeah. by then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it was it was cool. I was like, it was just a very odd ending. I'm like, oh, you went that way oh okay okay it's it's saw i'm, I'm not gonna argue you know <laughs> yeah, all right yeah, yeah i don't, I don't think we else, have too so. much else yeah uh, it's, it's it's gonna be like this for a while guys I'll, but for the next that's why we year, have a guest next yes. week's our first guest of the year mr josh blaylock he's also going to talk about his kickstarter for um uh hotel Nifilm. Um, which is the first side shoot book from Mercy Sparks. Uh, it's like the, it's like a resort for angels and demons, um, in that universe. Hmm. Um, but uh, yeah, is it like the Continental on the uh, John Wick verse? Maybe I don't know. I haven't watched John Wick yet, so I don't know any of them. I still haven't done that. I'm saving it for like a. Worst case scenario day where I'm really fucking bored and I have nothing else to go on. So that never happens to you, though. right? I know that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <clears throat> so, um, but it's good. It's you know, uh, anyway, jo- Josh is a, is a friend of mine. He's I've, I've known him a long time. He is always like, he always for some reason knows about stuff ahead of time. He's a very forward thinking dude, like, he knew about Uber before like any of like he knew he was the first person to mention uber to me and then the next person that mentioned uber to me was like a year later it was Mm -hmm. crazy um he was into bitcoin when it first started like he was a yeah so he probably has like a fuck ton of money on that but i'm never gonna ask him that um (laughs) so is that a hint for me to ask him about that since i don't know please don't please don't um (laughs) but he is uh i mean he has written some cool shit like he has written transformers he has done gi joe he's done voltron he's done mercy sparks um you know he he's owned and self-published since the time he was uh, 16 or 18 and mercy sparks that like so he self-published his first book in like 96 and then in 2000 mercy sparks hit and the dude's a hustler, man. Like he, he, like we were talking the other day, and he said, uh, in like 2015, 
he hit 48 different states with like he basically did the continental United States win shows that year. Hmm. So it was nuts. Um and uh yeah, yeah, he's a good dude. I I really enjoy him uh to hang out with him. He did our Mercy Sparks cover our label on the beer in 2019. He was our last big guest before the pandemic. And you know, we're we're excited to to see what he does. So I'm I'm pretty pumped about it though. His G.I. Joe got acknowledged in the first issue of G.I. Joe by Hama. Hama's like, thanks to those devils do guys for you know keeping it alive. I was like, fuck yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, that's pretty much all I got. So unless you have anything else, we're gonna wrap this up. No, no, it's you know, not much. It's it's been mm-hmm. very slow. It's more sports stuff, but <laughs> we are recovering. We are recovering, you know. I told and- you. Told but you. to be fair, at least it wasn't Cleveland or Dallas. I will rather be a Steeler fan than Cleveland or Dallas. <laughs> and you know what? And go Lions. Go Lions. That's all I'm going to say. Lions so. or Texans. That's Those are the two teams I'm kind of rooting for right now. Really hope it's the Lions. They really deserve one. It's been a long time. I, so. I don't. I wouldn't mind seeing the rookie get it. I like him a lot. Right. He seems like a solid kid. So. All we'll right. see. <laughs> well, we'll see everybody else next week, uh, same time, um, and we will um, see you at the stores. So, yeah.